Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football Full Circle begins right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is the mastermind of the pigskin. That would be Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Lisi, just one day away from the start of the final week, week number three of the NFL preseason. The regular season just over two weeks away. There is so much football in the air, Lisi guy. I can hardly contain my excitement. I can't wait, Ben. This is what it's all about. And even though it's preseason football, I mean, you get amped up. This is where players make or break rosters, right? You know, guys on the cusp, the guys that we like, third and fourth round selections in this past NFL draft, can they make the roster? Or, in fact, can they contribute to other teams? That's really what preseason week number three comes comes back, right? This is where, how you break it down. And coupled with the fact that the contenders, teams like the Bills or maybe Cowboys, contending for a division title. Maybe they're not going to start their their number ones, but it's the number twos and number threes that could potentially get work and maybe make some dividends, especially week number one. So I watch these games religiously. Can't wait. This is what it's all about, baby. And it's not just the NFL, right? We have college football on the horizon as well. Three days away from the start of the 2022 college football season. Week zero is this Saturday. Of course, the Dublin debut between Nebraska and Northwestern. We'll get you some college football thoughts later on in this edition of FFC. But Lisa, you mentioned starters, maybe playing, maybe not playing. The first game of week three of this NFL preseason is tomorrow night inside Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. The Chiefs host the Packers. Green Bay right now, a one-point road favorite. We've seen some fluctuation on this line, Lisi, despite the fact that Matt LaFleur just a little bit ago announced that no starters, no regular number ones on that depth chart will play tomorrow for Green Bay. We have not seen Aaron Rodgers at all in this preseason. He is 38 years old, about to embark on his 18th year in the National Football League. It makes sense that we're not seeing him at this point, but we haven't seen him all Preseason. There was some thought, Lisey, that maybe week three against the Chiefs he would play for just a few snaps of preseason action. That will not be the case. 
No, not at all. And on the flip side, right, Pat Mahomes has been sharp. Three touchdown yeah. drives for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a rematch of last year. I don't know if a lot of people recognize where Green Bay was catching about a touchdown when Jordan Love uh, obviously took over that team. They were shut out for about three and a half quarters and then got a garbage backdoor cover uh, to cover that ball game in Arrowhead, right? So at the end of the day, it was a lower scoring game. We know about the offensive playmakers for both teams, right? Which could be the secondary guys, you know? Which wide receiver for Green Bay potentially can can maybe make that that move to a five-wide set, right, in a critical situation? Maybe not in September, yep. but in a playoff run for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. He needs to have that quarterback-to-wide receiver relationship. We need to see the offensive line, especially second-tier guys, because at the end of the day, we see injuries across the board, not just in the AFC, but a team like Tampa Bay that has offensive line concerns. So I expect both teams in this matchup, I think it's going to be low scoring. I don't think we're going to see a lot of balls in the air, especially in the second half. I think we're going to see run-heavy offenses, especially if the game is in in doubt or is, let's say, in hand in the second half. Maybe they just get out of dodge, run the football, and let's just go to week number one. Let's get our week one prep ready this coming weekend. So that's what I expect. I'm taking the under, and if I had to pick, you know what? I would lean to Kansas City in this matchup with the one point. Lisa, you can see it from a Packers-Chiefs perspective for that over-under tomorrow night. There are two games on Thursday, and they have different totals by a large margin. Green Bay and Kansas City, 35 and a hook. San Francisco and Houston, 41 and a half. And we saw totals on the rise for week two of the preseason following the very strong overtrends we saw to begin preseason action. 17 games that first week and the Hall of Fame game included. 14 went over. Last week, much more of a 50-50 split. Nine games over, seven games under, obviously, depending on where and when you got those numbers. But 35-and-a-half for Chiefs and Packers, six points of different for the Niners and Texans, Lisey. It is a different thought process now for week three of the preseason. In years past, pretty much every year prior to last year in 2021, the third week of the preseason, that third game was the time we were going to see the starters more than we had most of the preseason, but with the week three preseason slate now being the final one before the regular season, a lot of coaches, Lisey, sitting their ones, sitting their starters, and already looking forward to that game prep for the regular season action. Yeah, and you look at a team like, you know, 49ers in Houston. Davis Mills played in last week's game against the L.A. Rams, right? So he got some work in the first half. No need for him to have work in the preseason game number three. So, again, you want him rested. You want those starters to be healthy. And at the end of the day as well, I expect that game potentially maybe goes over because Houston needs an identity. What is the real identity for the Houston Texans offensively entering the season? We know about Davis Mills, but what is the identity? They had no running game last year. So I, I think they need to obviously put scoring drives together. They need to score, and that's what that's what it's all about. This team, from an offensive perspective, needs to get it into gear for week number one. And we'll see exactly what the Texans decide to do. They are a three-and-a-half-point underdog for tomorrow night at home against against. 49ers. Like we mentioned, we have seen a lot of Patrick Mahomes. He was perfect in his week two preseason action. We'll discuss that more on Football First Circle up next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back right here on Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Lisa, we were discussing preseason action. We're not entirely sure if we're going to see Patrick Mahomes for Week 3, which begins tomorrow night in Kansas City against the Packers. My guess would probably be not because we have seen him play already this preseason in the Chiefs' opening game, Week Number 1, and last week against the Washington Commanders, Lisa. He was 12-19 for over 120 yards, two passing scores on the two possessions that he was out there for KC. He has looked good this preseason, probably feeling pretty optimistic about where where things stand for the Chiefs entering 2022. Well, think about this, right? No Tyreek Hill. He, Miko Hardeman a little bit banged up in terms of the camp and with a groin injury. He's got a lot of new players and new faces at the wide receiver position on that roster. So there, there has to be continuity. Let's not forget week number one last year when they started against Cleveland in a rematch of that playoff game, they laid a very big number, right? I think it was eight and a half maybe in that week one matchup and Cleveland jumped mm. out really quick and they had to come from behind just to pull that ball game out. So at the end of the day, I think if you're Kansas City, you want to start fast. You want to show that this offense will not miss a beat without their star playmaker Tyree Kill now in Miami. And you know what? It was the system that made Tyree Kill, not Tyree Kill making the Kansas City Chiefs. And when you have a trigger man like Pat Mahomes at the helm, he can make anybody an all-pro in that matter. So I think that's what it comes down to. They want to hit the ground running week, week number one. They're up against it when you look at the other teams. L.A., uh, Las Vegas, L.A., and Denver, all with elite quarterback play. This is going to be a very difficult division to break down, and the Kansas City Chiefs want to prove that they have the best offense and the most complete team, not just in the division, but in the whole conference. 
And in that division, Kansas City has been dominant. They have won the AFC West six consecutive years and still the favorites entering 2022 with a plus 155 number. The Chargers have the second best price at plus 240. The Broncos plus 260 in the Raiders. The worst of the four, but let's not forget Las Vegas, a playoff team a season ago. Double-digit regular season wins. They are 7-1 to to round out the AFC West. We have talked at length about the NFC North throughout this offseason as well. Lisi now into the preseason with where the Packers stand. They have won this division three consecutive years and in each of those three divisional championship winning seasons, Lisi, Green Bay has won at least 13 games or exactly 13 games each of the last three years. In fact, last year tying them for the most regular season wins alongside the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They will all also be looking to retool their offense without Devontae Adams. Lisi, there's been a guy at camp, Romeo Dobbs, for Green Bay, that has scorched his way up the offensive rookie of the year odds board. He is now 14 to 1, the sixth best price. I guess the thought would be, Joe, that if you're really good and you're a talented young wide receiver, playing with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback and the Packers will be front and center in terms of contending for a divisional title, a conference championship, maybe even finally an appearance in another Super Bowl, that if you're that wide receiver for that back-to-back NFL MVP quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, you should be getting some looks in that market to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, and, and Romeo Dubs did it with Carson Strong from the, the Nevada Wolfpack. In big games, he stepped up. I, I compare him to Jalen Tolbert in, in terms of South Alabama now with Dallas. He's another interesting player, and I, they're very similar in terms of body style and, and the way they play the ball game. Go up and get it at its highest point. Now, according to Aaron Rodgers, he's been very raw in, term, in terms of his route-running ability, but you look at camp, and he's always making acrobatic catches and, and just scoring. DB, so I'd rather have the guy that catches the football all the time you throw it to him, and maybe he's a little raw in terms of the route running ability, but you could teach that, you know, with practice. It comes, obviously, yeah. with playing with the quarterback for a period of time. We're going to see, because I think he could showcase that he could definitely be productive. It's going to come down to, and this is a big if, does Aaron Rodgers feel in a big spot he can go to him? Because we've seen time and time again that uh, Aaron Rodgers continued to go to Devon Adams when he was double and triple covered. He had that much comfort level that, you know, if I just put it around Devontae Adams, he's going to get the football or at least we'll get a pass interference or a holding call and we can keep the drive alive. Is he going to have that type of feeling and relationship with those young wide receivers? You'll see early on. We'll know in the month of September. If all of a sudden they're more ball heavy and run the football with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, then that's on Aaron Rodgers. It's not on, obviously, the talent that's around them, but only time will tell. The offensive scheme is probably set to change just ever so slightly in Green Bay. It has to because of that reliance at times of Aaron Rodgers on Devontae Adams. Put the ball up near 17 in green throughout the last five, six, seven years in the NFL. He's probably coming down with the reception and doing something crazy with it. Devontae Adams over the course of his career near a decade now has been a top five receiver by the numbers throughout his time in the National Football League. He is not there. So thus you 
have to incorporate a slightly different offensive scheme. And Joe, we had Andy Herman, who is the host of the Pack-A-Day podcast, covering the Green Bay Packers so well uh, on the morning after earlier today. And he was discussing that very thing. A lot of it will more resemble what Matt LaFleur wants to do as opposed to Aaron Rodgers necessarily calling the shots. It is going to be more of that versatility in the backfield with guys like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon now entering his third year in the NFL in those rookie wideouts in Romeo Dobbs and of course Christian Watson Joe who went very early on in the second round to Green Bay out of North Dakota State but we haven't seen him play in the preseason yet Watson is 16 to 1 by the way to win the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year there have been some rumblings that maybe Christian Watson makes his preseason debut for Green Bay tomorrow night on the road in Kansas City will we see Trey Lance tomorrow night for the Niners my guess is probably not Joe I think the focus now is finishing off the preseason finding out who is going to make the final 53-man roster with some of those reserves but your ones your starters they're probably getting that rest they're probably getting healthy for the start of the regular season because by the time we get to tomorrow Joe it's just two weeks until that regular season debut on Thursday September 8th when the Bills head to Los Angeles to take on the reigning Super Bowl champs in the LA Rams so I think we'll see across the week three slate and this will be important from a handicapping perspective to make sure you pay attention to who is active and who is not going to play Oh, that's exactly what it comes down to. You know, you take a team like the 49ers and you look at their quarterback, Brock Purdy from Iowa State. He's a rookie. I expect him to get work, right? Ty Davis-Price, a younger running back that they took in the fourth round. You know, he played last week. There are players on San Francisco that, again, they can be contributors down the road. Not maybe starters, but contributors, especially in critical spots offensively, and the second and third teamers in terms of nickel backs and obviously backup linebackers, they're going to be utilized. So again, you know, it comes down to if we're breaking down both of these games for Green Bay, it's stay healthy, right? You don't want to risk any injuries to that team. That team is built, at least you believe, with, with Aaron Rodgers to contend for a division and more importantly, an NFC championship. So just get through without any injuries. For Kansas City, I think it is a little bit different. I'm not suggesting Mahomes goes back out there, but I think for the the wide receivers and the running backs that are on that roster, I think you play them for maybe a quarter or so, keep them fresh, because you're going to need them to contribute. You're going to need them to be in in sync with your offense, and when you have so many new uh, players and moving parts, it takes a while to get that playbook down, especially in game speed. So, I think that game for Kansas City, I think they utilize more playmakers than Green Bay, but I still think it goes under. I think Houston game with a 41 spot, I like the way Purdy's been playing as well. I think that game goes over, and I would lean to Houston in that ball game. They are 2-0. They need as many wins under their belt to hit the ground running as well in 2022. And it's about those young, competitive teams trying to finalize that roster. Maybe their win total for the NFL regular season is the lowest on the board for Houston at four and a half, but they're trying to establish that winning culture throughout the preseason. Plenty more still to come up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are back on FFC Football Full Circle here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Week three of the preseason in the National Football League begins tomorrow night, but we are three days away, Joe Lisi, from the start of a new college football campaign in 2022. Of course, week zero is the focus for things getting started, but Lisi, there's a lot of conversation around this opening uh, portion of the college football slate, and that includes eight days from today. A week from tomorrow, a huge Thursday night slate, and with the first time we will see the backyard brawl in over a decade. That backyard brawl, a historic rivalry between Pittsburgh and West Virginia, is back on the college football calendar. And some news, Lisi, out of those Panthers of Pitt today. Officially naming, as we all expected, USC transfer Keaton Slovis, the starting quarterback for week number one against West Virginia. Yeah, that's big, and it'll be Slovis versus JT Daniels, who he took over the job. Remember JT Daniels, Gatorade Player of the Year uh, at USC, gets hurt, and then all of a sudden Keaton Slovis becomes the guy a year later. It is amazing in terms of, you know, 360, how it comes at you in terms of life, but I will say this about Pittsburgh. No, no Mark Whipple, how will that affect the offense, especially now with Pat Narduzzi coming out? They should have ran the football against Wake Forest, you know, that that concern. I do want to see this offense because are they more ball control just the way they were prior to Mark Whipple getting there or are they going to give the reins to Keaton Slovis and say go chuck it all over the yard because I do have concerns about the West Virginia front seven and more importantly the secondary entering this matchup. So we'll see. Early on when you look at this price it opened at four went up to six and a half. I think the front seven of, of Pitt is the difference in this ball game. They held opposing offense 89 rushing yards per game last year. You look at the, the rushing attack for West Virginia. Seven of 13 games they failed to rush for over 100. They were 0-7 in those ball games, Ben, and lost by 12.6 points per game. You got to go with the trends in week one. I'm going with the better right. defense in Pittsburgh. 
And it's interesting that Pittsburgh is the better defense in this case when we remember everything about the Panthers last year on their run to an ACC championship being led by that Heisman finalist in Kenny Pickett and, of course, the offensive coordinator in Mark Whipple, who we'll see in just three days in Dublin now as the OC for the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So six and a half is that spread right now in favor of Pittsburgh with a total at 51 and a half. JT Daniels, Keaton Slovis, Lisey, who would have thought three, four years ago when we saw both of those guys on USC's roster, this would be where they were facing off against each other. Even at the beginning of last year, Lisey, we would have expected if JT Daniels was facing Keaton Slovis, it would have been in a New Year's Six game with Georgia facing off against USC. But that is not the case. JT Daniels now on to his third university. It is West Virginia as a six and a half point underdog. But Lisey, that's the great thing about college football. It's that weaving of the tradition with the present that we have. And of course, every look is to the future in CFB as well. We get some of that tradition back this year for Pittsburgh in West Virginia. Fans have been wanting it so badly. So to see it to start off the year on that first Thursday night, how cool is that for college football? Oh, it's amazing. And I say let's go back to the old days of the Big 8. Let's bring back Nebraska and Colorado as well. Let's get some of those back in terms of, you know, yearly matchups. I agree. I mean, the backyard brawl. Go back to the days of Shady McCoy and and Pittsburgh, right? Steve Slayton. I mean, you want to go down the list in terms of Pat White for West Virginia. Amos Zeroway, one of my favorite running backs all time for the Mountaineers. I mean, the list goes on and on, even from the days of Tyler Palco, with Pittsburgh. Alex Van Pelt, I mean, I'm going off, baby. I Come love on, the backyard brawl. That's what it's all about, but I'll tell you what. Go back to the days of Jake the Snake Kelchner. He was ahead of the curve with the mullet. He had the mullet back in 1993 when they knocked off the Hurricanes. Think about that in Morgantown. So when, when you talk about history and you talk about rivalries and you talk about fans embracing the game and the tradition, this is what it's all about. We're going to get it uh, on basically a Thursday night to kick off the year. That's what it's all about. Let's kick it off 2022. I, I think this season's going to be amazing. We don't know what to expect. Yeah, the usual uh, suspects are there in terms of the top four contenders, but you know what? An upset along the way, especially on week one, that could throw a whole wild card into this college football national championship race. And that's the beauty of it, because from the very jump, your college football playoff resume is going to be affected. Could you win Uh, Could you go unbeaten in your conference slate and win a conference championship? Sure. But if you're not a one-loss conference champion, you're going to have a tough time. If you stumble out of the gates and you lose one in the non-conference, maybe one in your conference schedule, but still emerge victorious in that title game, however it shakes out, we know the track record of the college football playoff. We have never seen a two-loss team make the CFP, and we have very rarely seen, Joe, anybody that has not been a conference champion in to that college football playoff unless you were Georgia last year unbeaten and that was your way through. So these early games mean everything. You think of that top five tilt the first full Saturday about 10 days away in Columbus between Ohio State and Notre Dame. Whoever ends up losing that game, Lisey, that will already be one blemish. Can they recover? Certainly. Especially given the level of competition of that 
opponent. However, it is that important very early on. And, Lisi, we discussed college football playoff odds yesterday and that new market available on the FanDuel Sportsbook. You know my thoughts on the Utah Utes. And Utah's number open, Joe, at plus 750. It's already down by a dollar and a half to six to one. I thought I was going to be unique this offseason, Lisi, as picking Utah to win the Pac-12 and make the college football playoff. It seems like everybody in college football media here in this offseason also a believer in Kyle Whittingham and the Utes because all they return offensively, the staple of that team dominating the trenches as we have seen year in, year out in Salt Lake City. But Lisi, to already see Utah down by a dollar and a half to plus six hundred goes to show you Utah is a team to believe in. And the reason I bring that up when we are having the discussion of you need to impress from the very outset of the season, Utah's on the road in the swamp against Florida in Gainesville to start the year. If they lose that game, yes, they could still be a Pac-12 champion, but if they lose that game, their hopes of making a college football playoff are going to be behind the eight ball. Oh, without a doubt. And it comes down to perception, Ben, right? What is the last game every college football fan remembers uh, in terms of Utah? That 500-yard performance that they put up with Cam Rising and 45 points against C.J. Stroud and the Ohio State Buckeyes, right? They went toe-to-toe as a six-and-a-half-point underdog, almost won the ball game outright, and that's what people remember heading into this year. So that's especially when you have a week one matchup. Pac-12, which we know hasn't stepped up in the college football playoffs since 20. 17 taking on Florida, the SEC opponent, in their building and their favorites. Of course, if they win this ball game, they're going to be a front runner not only to, to win the Pac 12, but potentially crack the college football playoff. They do it the right way. They run the football and they stop the run, and they're very physical at the point of attack. And not only that loss to Ohio State, but they knocked around Oregon in back to back games once in their house in terms of Salt Lake City when Oregon was fighting for their own playoff berth. And in the Pac-12 championship game, they abused them and ran at will on them. So, of course, that's what people remember. It's their work at the end of the year, not so much what they did in the earlier part of the season when they had Charlie Brewer and they struggled to basically a 500 record in the month of September. Right, and when you think about what Utah did last year, they lost two of their first three games. They rattled off eight of their final nine, and they covered in six of those eight games. And the only two times, Lisi, they did not cover in those final eight wins was when they were booked as a 24 or more points favorite. That is how good Utah was at the end of the year. And it took all of, what, 600 passing yards and 337 or 374 of those going to Jackson Smith and Jigba for Ohio State to knock off Utah in that Rose Bowl. And it's about that physicality up front that Lisi is mentioning. Utah, the 21st best rushing defense in the country a season ago, only allowing 126 yards per game, Lisi, just barely ahead of UCLA as the best rushing defense in all of the Pac-12 last season. That is what I expect for the Utah this year, but that is what is so beautiful about college football. You look at these future odds. You know Lisi and I are in on the win total of Vanderbilt over two and a half. Lisi, I'm not sure if you've checked that market recently, but when we jumped in on Vandy, that over was what? Plus 145? Do you know what it is now? No, I don't know. I haven't looked at their, their preseason total. Are you ready? Total. 
Yeah, go ahead. We're Hit market it. movers, Lacey. We're market movers, you and I here on Football Full Circle. The over now is just even money. We've moved 45 cents on that dollar. A lot of people thinking like we are, Lisi, moving the market back in the Commodores to win at least three games this year. How does it feel, Lisi, guy, to be a market mover on Vanderbilt, fo- uh, Vanderbilt football? No, it feels great. I think part of that, too, is, is we talked about the three winnable games, and now they potentially have another winnable game with Sam Hartman being out for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, right? They face them in September. So they face off against Hawaii, lined open up at 6.5. It's up to 8.5. Elon, Northern Illinois, and now Van, uh, Wake. Those are winnable ball games in the month of September. And that is the hope that they can win on the road in Hawaii as they are favored to do Elon and then give us one of the three against Wake, NIU, and maybe a conference game against Missouri. More FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's happen this upcoming year, but we need at least three wins. And least you mentioned the market movement. For that week zero nightcap out in Hawaii, off the mainland against the Rainbow Warriors, Vanderbilt now an eight-and-a-half-point road favorite against Hawaii, Joe. I'm not sure Vandy covers an eight-and-a-half-point spread, but with my over of two-and-a-half wins, I don't care. I just need them <laughs> outright on the money line at minus 340. Well, yes, I need them outright on the on the money line, but I need them minus right. six and a half. I did jump on them oh, early, and I, I think when you look at this, that's game, good number. Yeah, got a good number. Got a, the CLV is in my favor. That's that's a, a little <laughs> scary always in, in terms of week one. But I will say this: I broke this game down at de- in depth, and I know we're going to get it deeper on, on uh, Saturday show. But you know. 11-1 and one is the opening number in terms of against the number for Hawaii, right? 11-1 and one against the spread uh, week one matchups. That's a trend a lot of people are backing, but I don't think people realize that the last four games of the regular season for Vanderbilt, they started to get it into gear, not just offensively, yep. but defensively. And you look at just progression under Clark Lee, their first year head coach. They put up 28 points against Missouri. Okay, it's Missouri. They, they sucked in terms of the front seven last year, but they put up 17 against 
against Ole Miss, 17 against Kentucky, two of the better front sevens in the SEC, and they put up 21 points against Tennessee. They covered four straight as well against the number down the stretch, and defensively, yep. Ben, they held te- uh, in terms of those four opponents, think about that, Matt Corral, Hendon Hooker, right? It, it was Basilak and Brady Cook for Missouri and Will Levis. They held all four of those teams to 10 of 37 third down conversions. That's 27%. They had one of the best third down conversion defenses in, in terms of top third of all of college football, while Hawaii had one of the worst at 46%. Now they have one starter coming back, Hawaii does, this year with a new offensive and new defensive scheme, coupled with 20 players moving on and transferring, including Chevin Cordero. Guess what? I'll take my chances with Vanderbilt. There is no home field advantage for Hawaii this year. 9,000 fans is all the stadium holds. Give me Vanderbilt in a must-win situation. And Timmy Chang is now the head coach for Hawaii, a former quarterback of the Rainbow Warriors, a young head coach at only 40 years old. He is hoping to return Hawaii to those great days of when we would see them out there late night and they're throwing the football all over the yard. A fun and exciting team. But we know where Hawaii left last season with Todd Graham as the head coach and the disaster that he ran that program into. His own son transferred before Todd Graham ultimately was fired. That is what Hawaii football was at the end of last year. That is why Vanderbilt, even making the long trip to the islands, Lisi, is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite now. And from that spread perspective, right, you mention it. Vandy, a perfect 4-0 down the stretch as an underdog, covering in all four of those final games last year and in five of the six, gave South Carolina an absolute run for their money, a 19-point underdog, only losing by... One And what we all expect, Lisi, might be the most competitive SEC game for Vandy this upcoming year against Missouri. They were a 16-point dog at home against Mizzou last year, only lost that game by nine points, a single-digit loss. And yes, I know you're saying it's a loss. I get it. But competitive, and you hope those competitive games that a team covers the next year with improvement turns into an out right win. But really what it comes down to for Vandy, as we talked about, is this win outright on the road against Hawaii to start off week zero, then following it up week one against Elon, and then one of the three we see against Wake Forest, Northern Illinois, and then a potential SEC victory over Missouri. Now, Wake Forest feels more gettable than it was a couple of weeks ago without the Demon Deacons having Sam Hartman out there. We hope he gets back at some point throughout this college football season, but that game for Vandy now could be a little bit more competitive, and it is in Nashville. And then against NIU, Joe, I understand the Huskies won the MAC a season ago, but you have to think, even how bad Vandy has been in the SEC, the Commodores have more talent across the roster, maybe? You would just hope that's the case for an SEC football program. One, their head coach, Clark Lee, famously said at SEC Media Days this year, he expects to be the best football program in the country at some point. It's got to start somewhere. The foundation's got to be somewhere, Joe, right? Oh, without a doubt. And, and you know, so they have Rocky Lombardi, NIU, right? And they they struck an upset against Georgia Tech as basically, I think, an 18-and-a-half-point dog week number one last year. Maybe it was eight-and-a-half. I, I got to double-check that. But they did win 22-21. 
So they're going to be competitive, but I agree with you. This game has got to be one in the uh, trenches for Vanderbilt going up against NIU. You would think that they recruit better, bigger, more physical. They've gotten stronger under Clark Lee. Their best, one of their better players, Miles Capers, is out. Uh, He tore his ACL for Vanderbilt, but it shouldn't matter. They still have seven starters coming back on that defense that did improve, and that's what it is. You roll the dice. Now, we can always reassess and say we're wrong. That's That's what the beauty of this business is, is that you have to reassess. You have to look at what your preseason projection was and say, okay, are these teams or are these trends continuing in the early part of September? If they are, you go with your overall projection. But if not, you have to sit back and say, okay, can this team get there, number one, or can they tweak things to get above their total or more importantly, become more competitive? That's what I do in September, but right now, I'm on Vandy. I'm rolling with the hype train and Clark Lee. Maybe not this year, but maybe they are a 500 team in year two or year three. You hope you start to put things together to at least be a competitive side in the SEC. And in our line of work, Lacey, covering five of your last six games when booked as an underdog against SEC competition, that is a pretty good start. Lacey, as we look around the week zero slate, the week one slate in those weekday games, because there's a plentiful amount on that Thursday. There's a ton on Friday as well before we get to that full Saturday, the opening Saturday of the college football season, week number one. Which games stand out to you that maybe people right now aren't all that excited or know about at the moment? Uh, Well, for week zero, I'm actually intrigued about the Charlotte-FAU game. You know, Mm. FAU is an intriguing team under Willie Taggart, and Nikosi Perry is there. But Charlotte with Healy, Will Healy, their head coach, I think could be in this matchup. That's a a 7.5-point spread. It opened at 7. They inched it up to 7.5. I sort of like Charlotte there early on with Chris Reynolds. He's got his two top receivers coming back that combined for like 115 receptions, over 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns. And there is a little bit of inexperience in the FAU secondary. I always look at that in terms of a week one matchup. They have some seniors on, in terms of one side of the football, but you have very inexperienced players at the safety and corner on one on one side of the defense. That could be exploited because the biggest thing for w- secondary players week one, you got to read formation, understand coverage, and that's where you could have big plays in terms of a, an elite passing attack. So Charlotte did average 267 last year through the air. I I think they could be live. I'm intrigued about that ball game. If we're talking Thursday, Friday, and beyond, I like the mm. Penn State-Purdue game. I mean, anytime oh, you get a, a Big Ten conference game, we saw last year Nebraska-Illinois, even though Illinois won, that was still a good game, right? It was an upset special. So I want to see Penn State. I want to see the development. Have they taken their game to the next level? Has Pro- Clifford progressed? What does Purdue look like without David Bell and, more importantly, Lee Oliver, their big play wide receiver that got kicked off. What does that offense look like now with those playmakers? And there's two players for Penn State, Singleton and Allen, that are two freshmen that I hear are tearing up fall camp. They can be two difference makers along with in this offense that maybe carries Penn State to potentially challenge Ohio State in late October. Yeah, and when you think, Lisey, about that team in Penn State, in my mind, 
I'm very excited by this Nittany Lions team. And I understand that Sean Clifford has left a lot to be desired. And we still are not necessarily sure if he will ever reach that potential of being a top five Big Ten quarterback. I'm not really sure he needs to be. I think that ground game for Penn State is going to be sensational. I think the defense, despite losing Brett Pry, returns a lot of talent on that side of the football as well. And a team that was just four in five in Big Ten games last year, Lisey, but all five losses against conference foes by single digits. Again, an average margin of defeat of only 4.2 points per game. I am optimistic about Penn State. I really believe Penn State will go over its win total of eight. The over is juiced right now. I think Penn State could be a 10-win football team, Lisey, that is in contention for a bid for a New Year's Six Bowl when all is said and done of this 20 22 college football season. There is one game, Lisey, I do want to highlight as well for week zero that I think will be an absolutely magnificent scene and at least based on the numbers should be a very competitive game. That's North Texas in UTEP in a Conference USA opener with the Miners at home, Lisey, a one and a half point underdog. That total stands at 54 and a half. We got word earlier this week out of Texas, El Paso that that game with the Sun Bowl, Lisey, is going to be sold out. It is going to be an electric environment at least for that week zero opener on Saturday. It is. Now, this was a, uh, a betting darling last year. Like UTEP, yep. uh, they covered against uh, Fresno State and Jay Kaner in the bowl game. I mean, at the end of the day, you know my feeling about the Sun Bowl, Ben, right? Yep. You know, you know, the Sun Bowl is the best landscape in college football. But you look at UTEP right now, again, they averaged last year 25 points per game. Them and UTSA were like betting do- uh, teams that Remember they just that? blind bet oh. throughout the year, right? Just blind bet. Take the minors. I can't take the minors in this match. You know, the way this line's moved, I'm a big believer in terms of just spread movement. I'm, I'm a player where if I'm going to take a favorite, typically I go under three. I like North Texas in this ballgame. I think they're more complete. I think they can challenge the secondary over the UTEP minors, even though it's a sellout crowd. This is probably the biggest game for UTEP in, what, the last 20 years uh, since their, yeah. their Jordan Palmer maybe was there at quarterback. I mean, Carson Prom, Palmer's brother, I'm trying to think. You know, Aaron Jones, I mean, UTEP Tell me the yep. biggest game for for uh, UTEP. I, I like North Texas. Well, to me, they have the well, talent. Yeah, I do. I think they have better quarterback play, twenty-seven points per game, and I think they have a better defense. I think they are going to. I think they're going to win this ball game by double digits. Lisi, if you remember the buildup to that first Saturday in November last year, when UTEP was going to play UTSA. And that was going to be at the Sun Bowl. And there were a lot of people advocating for college game day for once to go to a group of five stalwart to go to that beautiful setting that is the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas. And UTEP at the time, Lisi, entering the week before, the final Saturday in October against FAU, UTEP was a 6-1 and one football team that had covered in five of those six wins. And the only loss was against Boise State, the third 
third week of the year. So, okay, they got blown out. But still, a 6-1 football team covering in five of the six. They played Florida Atlantic on the road as an 11-point dog. And they only lost by three. But had they gone in as a 7-1 football team, riding that win streak against UTSA, that would have been something. And by the time we got that matchup against the Roadrunners meet meep of Texas San Antonio, it was UTSA taking care of business as a 12, 12 12-and-a-half point favorite on the road against UTEP. They won that game by three touchdowns. So there is that excitement, though, and the pageantry and the prestige of playing at the Sun Bowl, Lisi. And that's the beauty of week zero of college football. Sure, we have our neutral site game in Dublin, Ireland, and all the theatrics that will go with that between Northwestern and Nebraska. But the enthusiasm that those fans will have in the Sun Bowl on Saturday, that is a thing of beauty as well. We wrap up the show up next here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Wrap up football full circle here on the Sports Grid Radio Network in just a couple of moments. I hope you can tell the enthusiasm in my voice. I am Ben Stevens. And in Joe Lisi's voice, he is the mastermind of the pigskin, especially in CFB. Listing off group of five rosters and picks for Florida Atlantic and North Texas and UTEP and all that goes into getting excited for week zero of the college football season. Lisi, here's what I'm most excited about. Me and you and Kevin Walsh, a newly revamped trio for a newly revamped college football today pregame show each and every Saturday morning this fall from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, getting everybody else out there set for the Saturday slate in college football. Every angle, every number, every price, every odds market, whatever it might be, every angle of attack for college football this upcoming season. The biggest storylines and the hope is to make you out there a better, more informed, and profitable better throughout this college football season. My man, I cannot wait. 
Oh, I'm chopping at the bit. Let's get to Saturday already. Let's get to kickoff because that's the biggest thing is that the information that we do provide is that gives batters and gamblers the opportunity to decipher the information they feel is pertinent, right? We all have different takes, all different views, and we all attack the game in a different way. So it's going to provide everybody the information that they need, and this is what it's all about. I mean, if you're in the New York, New Jersey area and you love college football, guess what? I mean, there are a number of... Uh, different ways to attack college football, not just from a game-by-game or in-game, but touchdown props, conference odds, futures. This is what it's all about, baby. And the beauty of it, Lisi, in my estimation, is that every angle of preview, every breakdown of a matchup, every conversation about X's and O's, it has a number associated to it. It has an action you can go bet on. If you think C.J. Stroud's going to throw for 350 yards, well, his prop might be 344 in a hook. That is what we will bring you this year on College Football Today. This does it for Football Full Circle today. And up next is the money line right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 